Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed found under each episode. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Ring in the holidays with D-Star. Looking for the perfect gift to put under the tree this holiday season? Check out ICOM's line of D-Star radios. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. Stay connected around the world with ICOM's D-Star radios. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Those headphones are loud. I don't know, man. You heard Earl right there, right? So he's sort of the announcer. Oh, he is the announcer on the show. And a good friend of mine, you can hear Earl on Deep Tracks on Sirius XM Radio. The first day I met him, and damn, I'm thinking now maybe it's just age. I'm get, Maybe it's just I'm older. I, let me go back to the story. So I was hired from Baltimore, my hometown, to go up to work in Philadelphia at WMMR. They are about to celebrate 50 years, maybe in, the, in uh, another year, probably next year, the year after. 1968, I don't know. It's two years away. Anyway, my first shift, I go in there, and who is working? The mighty Earl Bailey, the voice of an angel, and you hear him every week here on the show. We became fast friends, but uh, it wasn't always so, specifically on the first day we met. And here I was coming in to do a part-time shift at WMMR, and I was over the moon. And here is Earl Bailey, and I thought, don't go in there. Don't go in there, but it's customary that you go in there. It's etiquette. You need to pull some of your music, you need to go in there and say hello. And I'm always early. So I'm guessing it's probably an hour before I'm scheduled to go on sometime in the afternoon. And here I am, you know, 28 years old. And a king is working. And I walk in there and I'm like, I'm going to meet Earl, man. Earl, I got to... He was in New York, and now he's here in Philadelphia, and he's been around for so long, and his voice. Anyhow, I get the courage to walk in, and I'm not even sure if he looked at me right away. I I just kind of walked into the room and remember hearing his headphones were so loud, and I thought, well, who cares? If I had his voice, I would want to hear me that loud, too. I want to hear him that loud, too. And I thought, here I am, I'm going in, I'm going in, and this is new. It's going to be great. And I met him, and he kind of, we were, you know, we introduced ourselves. And he was sort of on the back end of his time there at WMMR, and, and he turned to me in his voice. I won't even do it because I can't do it. And he said something to the effect of, you should have went to law school. And I was like, um, no, I, WMMR, I'm like, I, 
I couldn't tell if you know, what was up, but that was his piece of advice. Just you should have went to law school. But my takeaway from that was not to go to the law to the law school. But uh, his headphones were so loud, and his voice is so gorgeous. And I'm reminded of that because I just put my headphones on, and for some reason it could have been because of my children. Maybe they turned a knob. Or maybe Earl was my age back then, and oh, now I listen to my headphones this loud? No. Hello to you. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I most certainly did break out the stretchy pants. I like to do that a couple of times a year because we just simply overeat. Let's put it out there. We eat. We anticipate this big, big meal is on the table. All these people are around, they're distracted talking to each other, and we cram endless amounts of food into our gullet. And before too long, probably before you get up from that table, you feel the weight. Well, stretchy pants help, but not at the table. I don't advise you to put those stretchy pants on at the table. It's a sure sign that you just do not care that you have company, that you've just dropped some sauce on your pants. Save it. Excuse yourself. Dip out. Flip a record, whatever, and come back with these all-star NBA 1978-style sweatpants. I had a good time. I had family in town. My wife has two sisters, So between my wife, her two sisters, and my two girls, holy moly, the sea child was just trying to stay out of the way. The kids were like two rockets flaring off. The women were all about. And I had to be specific in my stretchy pants. I couldn't walk around taking calls in my drawers. And now there were times where I felt... I would just like to be in my drawers right now, like coming out of the shower. You know, and it's getting me ready for when my kids get older. I certainly can't run around, or can I? Not for my kids, but, you know, in your own house sometimes, you you make your transition from the... I'm getting off the track here, but, you know, if you take a shower and you head off into into the shack or something, and you're in your drawers, normally it's it's okay... Because it's a quick transition. I've got a lot of problems. Let's move on. Hope it was good for you. You know, you just have to be on all the time is the point. When family are in town. And it would not have been appropriate. In my draws. But. Stretchy pants. It could be negotiable. It's always sort of a, oh. And everybody feels the same way. They feel your pain. So. Break out those stretchy pants. Christmas is coming. There was some DX on the band. Um, and specifically D-Expedition type stuff. And I hadn't made a contact in a while. We had done a uh, gathering of the willing cropped up. And, it, and I took about 15 calls one night. And it had been the first time I had been on the air since the 20th of, of October. It sounds crazy because the radio seems to always be on here. And I'm thinking about it, and you know, 
tuning around, it just takes a little bit sometimes to engage and, and chase. But let's see, it was、uh, Tango Oscar II Sierra Papa in St. Bart's. I got those guys pretty early. And then another D expedition in San Andres. And Pro- is it Provinciales? No, that's Provincia. Five kilo zero tango. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of D expeditions going on here. One team was Polish, so that was kind of that was fun. I always kind of, I don't know, I look for the Polish stations. There's some kind of feeling. There's like a tug of my heritage on the radio, and I like to listen to them or, you know, look up on the map and that, that kind of thing. But one thing I really noticed about having five days off for the first time, and I'll talk about it here in, in just a moment, but I had a little bit of time on my hands. I'll just talk about it now. What do I care? There's nobody in here waving anything around. There's no producer in here going, You gotta wrap it up, wrap it up, dude. Gotta get to that ICOM commercial. We do, we will. It's coming. But I got the hankering to put up a loop antenna. I don't know what, it's just I had some time. The leaves are falling. You know, the garden is essentially it is put down right now. I had Brussels sprouts just trying to go. And I know why I can tell you quickly because it's been 70 degrees here. It's 70 degrees. It's the end of November. Yesterday was 70, day before 70. Plants and trees are like, dude, should I come out now? What, you would, should I start? What? And the leaves are like, I guess I go. I don't know. Ah, and then jumping down.、Ah, I don't know. So, leaves are coming, leaves are on the ground now, but here we are, 70 degrees in November. But mostly the leaves are off the tree. And I can see the limbs, and I can see my wire, and it's just like, oh man, wow, what are you doing? You've got some time. You know, the ladies are out, they're doing something else. What do you want? Oh, let's go. Let's get some wire. You've got some wire, don't you? And it's like this conversation in my head. What do you want to do? I don't know. I think I want to go. I think I want to go outside. Let's throw a line up in the tree. Can, what can you do? Can you do a loop? You could probably do a loop. Could you do an 80 meter loop? I think so. Worst case scenario, you just you know, solder these two ends together and you got a lot. You might even be able to do 160. And this thing on my shoulder is pushing me forward to go out there and figure out how to put up a loop. And then it's like, okay, maybe tomorrow we'll put up this loop. I got the wire. I, lo- I know where I can put it. If I put it up there, And then they come in and I'm reading the loop, the loop, the loop, the loop, the loop. It's just listening. YouTube, go to YouTube, look for, look for it. That's how I kind of learn about different things, right? I'm at the, I don't sit and listen to all these ham radio related media programs. If some of them have a topic I'm interested in, then I may go and listen to it. But anyway, I listen to YouTube a lot for do it yourself kind of stuff. I'm like a loop, a loop, a loop, a loop, a loop, a loop. Not a little one. I'm talking about, you know, 160 feet or more of wire in the tree. And it was pulling at me like I can't explain to you. I had a hankering. Just like you feel hungry. Yeah, you feel hungry, or after dinner, you feel maybe you're sleepy, like lunch. Well, that was a feeling about hanging an antenna. 
in my body was like, well, just go hang the antenna. And I know I couldn't come to you. What am I going to say? Hey, guys, I'm thinking of hanging an antenna. Do you think I should? You guys are the enablers, okay? I can't ask you. You know, you're like, yeah, where you at? I'll come hanging with you. Or come over here. I got many antennas. We can hang out. We can cut that tree down right there. Bring your axe on over and we'll put it up over there. You guys enable me. But I got feeling I have got to hang this antenna. And I was like, what is coming over me? I haven't put an antenna up in a long time. And if I did, it was a portable antenna. You know, for the 100 watts and wire fallout, that kind of thing. Fast forward to the feeling never did go away. I never really had a clear shot. That's the problem. I'm in a very wooded area and I've taken all the good spots. I have. I worked really hard to take the spots I have. Whether I'm clearing brush, these honeysuckle things, um, you know, trimming limbs, tree work, whatever. I have to remember, in the real world, I trust my gut completely. Very decisive. But when it comes to these antennas, I'm like, you know, you you could take this one down. And it's like, I'm blinded by the antenna addiction. And sometimes it's to a detriment. Sometimes it's like, you just do it. And you do it. And you're like, why did I do that? For instance, last year, I, I got a spool of 500 foot wire ran it straight out you know how long that is yes 500 feet 500 feet in the trees i put it out there and i'm like swr is great it was about i don't know 12 16 feet high but very directional i put it up spent the whole day possibly a day and a half putting up this wire straight to the north made a contact realized Of course, the contact was in Michigan, to my north. Then I realized, you know what, man? Trees fall all the time down in the woods. There's dead limbs falling all the time. What are you doing? Can you tell me what you're doing? Then myself talks to myself. I don't know. I thought probably I had the wire. Maybe it'd be a good idea. I don't know. I thought it would be a good idea. I had a little time. No, it was not a very good idea. Okay, you did get the test it. The SWR was low across all bands. But you've got 500 foot of wire through the forest. How long do you think that's going to stay up there? The conversation's in my head. I know you don't have these in your head, do you? If you did, it would make things easier on me because I'm the one that's sitting here talking to myself. Literally. Did I put up the wire this weekend? No, I had five days. I stared at a tree pretty good amount of time. I ended up splitting wood. I was like, you're looking at the tree. Go put an axe in your hand. It was like my father was talking to me from the heavens. Like, if you're going to stand there and stare at these trees, look at all this fell wood down here. Why don't you split some? Because winter will finally come. Split some wood. Thanks, Dad. Voices in my head. Okay, I said it. Voices are in my head, and if you don't have those, you're lucky. 
I didn't put up the long wire, and uh, I'm glad I didn't because I think it would have created more problems. I can't create a perfect circle. A loop antenna does not need to be a perfect circle. It can be a square, perhaps an octagon, maybe a rhombosai. I don't know. It would be all jacked up the way I had to do it, and I thought, you know, it's probably not worth the effort right now, and what you're taking down would be pretty damn good. You'd be taking down a pretty good, efficient antenna for this hankering. I didn't do it. When we come back, we'll talk about more. We've got to, uh, we're going to give away a 40-meter double bazooka antenna for participating in a question, a survey last week. We'll get to that next. When in doubt, hang them high. This is 100 watts and a wire. Unwrap iCom's newest D-Star handheld this holiday season. Lightweight, compact, and tough, the new ID31A Plus is a great choice for any shack or those in harsh environments. Now compact and user-friendly, the ID4100A is the gift any ham would love. It's a D-Star mobile with big rig features. Its intuitive interface, variety of operating modes, and Bluetooth compatibility make this the preferred D-Star option for those on the go. And the ID5100A has taken innovation and mobility to the next level. With its touchscreen and internal GPS, this radio is a must-have while assessing a situation. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Whether you say 7.3 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 watts and a wire. That's right. Hey, it's Christian. The call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Working on a lot of great stuff here with the team at 100 Watts and a Wire headquarters. Talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. But I want to thank Donald, Ron, Anthony, and Mark. They were the latest to join us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a way that you can set up a structured plan for giving. You can also do that with PayPal, I believe, or you can do a one-time thing. If you go to 100wattsandawire.com, click on Donate. We're on a quest now to become listener-supported. I've mentioned it in the past. We have wonderful sponsors. I'm very thankful to have them. But what happens if one day they say, look, we're going to put our money in another thing, and this is what happens. This It's what happens. I've been in the game long enough to know that people shift their minds, they want to move and put their sponsorship on other things, or they want to cut back. What are we going to do then? Are we going to remain listener-supported? Are we going to bang up the windows and put up boards and say, you know, it was a good run. It's already been a good run. My intention is to do this until I get, you know, to the point where it's like, eh, you know, they've had enough of me. And that will ultimately come. That ultimately comes. Everything comes to an end, right? George Harrison tells us all things must pass. We've got a great thing going. We have more members and listeners than ever before. And it's great. But I start to think at this time of year specifically... When a lot of the sponsorships renew, 
carry over, continue, whatever, or drop out. What are we going to do? What are the plans? The plan for me is to look, are we, are we strong enough to become listener supported? Could we be? At this point, I don't know. We've got you. We've got you here. And I've put together a structure where if you want to donate, you can as little as $1 a month. You know, simple math, $12 a year helps out keep the lights on, as we say. Production, website, all that sort of stuff. And Patreon helps with that. And those fellas, Donald, Ron, Anthony, and Mark, were the latest to set up some sort of structured giving through Patreon. There's credit card there on the website. There's also PayPal. Whatever works for you, if it works, excellent. Need to tell you this because I forget. And one day, you know, it would be awesome that we're just self-sufficient in case that day ever comes. That said, our friends at ICOM have been with us since before I started it. I had a call with uh, Ray Novak before the show. I had an idea for a show. I've been doing some, you know, Ham Nation episodes. Ray calls me up and says, have, have you ever thought about doing your own show? And I'm like, of course, of course I, I have. I've thought about it, but I would need some help. And he said, you know, what do you need? Um, we're in. I'm in. Tell me what you want to do, what you need to do, and I'm cool. So uh, very blessed for 125 episodes and hopefully many more to come that Ray is a supporter and ICOM is a supporter. That's an awfully big company, and, uh, you know, you never know. I'm happy to have them. It's great. I'd love to have all radio companies. In, in fact, the small ham radio businesses, I'd love to have all those guys and ladies, too, simply because they may not get the exposure they need. They wait around for Dayton or Xenia to come around to get the exposure to you guys. And what we've developed here can get you exposure to thousands of people every week. So it can be as big as ICOM. It can be as small as you dreaming in your shack. It's all good. It's all welcome. But I'm on a quest for sustainability. So visit 100wattsandawire.com and learn how you can donate in a way that works for you. Those guys set up that dollar a month thing. And it doesn't sound like a lot. But it helps. Everything counts. Now, last week we set up a page called Giveaways. Yep, I try to give as much away as I can. Okay? My way to give back to the community is if I get stuff or if I'm offered something, I try to move it on to you. What we wanted to do was Radio Waves offered me a 40-meter double bazooka antenna, and they've always been supportive of the show as well, and they participate in our 100 Watts and Wire tune-ups, the 100 Watts and Wire fallout. So that's spring and fall. We have not a contest, but an activity days. It lasts the weekend. We get on the air. We work each other. We give our 100 Watts IDs to each other, that sort of stuff. Well, he wants to do a little research. Emmett wants to do a little research from Radio Waves because now the marketplace, 
They're curious now because they're moving away from giving manuals away. You know, you buy a radio, expensive radio, you want that manual. Or do you? Do you want it online? This was the the idea for the giveaway was to do a little research to find out what you think. You are the people. You are the people who make the difference. And frankly, it's why I do what I'm doing here. It's for you guys. It's for our community and the new folks who are coming into our community and just finding us, giving you a voice. So this giveaway surrounded a couple of questions saying, hey, where do you stand on this manual situation? Do you want a physical manual or do you want something that you can download? Does it matter? And are you willing to pay a little bit more? Here's a modest family company here in America, Radio Waves, that's trying to figure it out because the printing perhaps may be. It could be expensive. I don't know. I think they're they're probably doing a great job, but uh, they're curious as the market shifts and changes. Where do you... F- it's nice that they took the time to ask. So now they can figure out that research on their own. They can look at it and see what the market wants. It would be a smaller sample of the overall market, but hey, it's uh, insight. You can glean information Put your finger on the pulse. I appreciate them for offering. I said, sure, I'll ask them questions. We do that all the time. And it was the 125th episode, so I picked number 125 who participated. And that was Mike. Whiskey One, Delta Golf Lima. Mike. Whiskey One, Delta Golf Lima has uh, won the giveaway of the Radio Waves 40-meter double bazooka. We'll be in touch, and Radio Waves will send that to you directly, Mike. Congratulations. Now let's talk about the net here. Things are flying by today. We're doing a great job. We're just... Maybe I should always do Wednesdays. I don't know. I put out the call a week or so ago about the 100 watts in a wire net. I feel that... Folks start to get a little cabin fever. They start to think about being on the radio more in the cold temperatures. Maybe one day those temperatures will happen here in Missouri. At la- alas, we have 70 degrees. I'm not complaining. Just like uh, it's almost December. Hello. We're going to bring our net back. We're looking at doing it in uh, the beginning of January. We have four operators who have signed up. They said, I'll take a day, and we'll, I'll be part of your rotation. And we were like, all right. So what this means is we can start off, and we don't have to burden any one person with doing net control all the time. Having said that, I'd like to have some alternates, some options, because, you know, people get sick, people go on vacation, people do other things. It would be great to have twice as many potential operators. So if you're interested and serving as net control for the 100 watts in a wire HF net, drop me a line. You can find my email at 100wattsinawire.com or QRZ, whatever you like uh, is fine. And we'll see if we can get you into the rotation. We can also expand out into different modes. Echo Link, D-Star. We've done a D-Star net in the past that's been put on hiatus right now because we only had one net control operator who now has a scheduling issue, and we had to move it off. 
So maybe a D-Star net. So think about that. If you're interested in the net, we're looking to build it a simple, not such a formal net. We're not passing emergency communication, uh, but we will take check-ins. We will say hello. And at some point on that night, it'll probably be a Thursday night around 7 o'clock central. That's when the nets have always taken place for 100 Watson Wire. At some point in that net, I'll jump in there and say hello and run with you guys. Uh, my issue is uh, a young family and children. I can't get there at 7 o'clock Central every Thursday all the time. So I'm going to need net control operators kick things off, take some pre-check-ins, start working for 45 minutes to an hour. I'll jump in and say hello. And if we get enough, maybe we do more than one band. We can definitely do more than one mode. All right, we're going to take a break here. Come back with my final next. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 watts and a wire. Friends, if you like me, you like to get that MFJ catalog in the mail and just start going through it. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I'd flip right through the JCPenney or the Sears catalogs. Ah, some of you won't remember that. Just to get to the toys and the things that look cool to me. MFJ puts a catalog out. The whole thing is just for me. Have you seen the low noise receiving loop? Come on, man. You can pull weak signals out of static crashes and hear things cleaner and quieter than ever before. Power line noises disappear. The static charges are drained to ground. This is crazy talk. The MFJ 1886 drastically reduces noise and interference by receiving the magnetic field and rejecting the electric field. The antenna and preamplifier balance give a very deep null. So if you had an inexpensive antenna rotator, you can position this null to eliminate the interference. A great preamp, state-of-the-art, you'll get excellent performance on both strong and weak signals without overload. It's fully protected. What's more, it has a super low profile. It lets you use it anywhere, inside or outside, and it works only a few feet above the ground. And it's ruggedly built. It can withstand extreme weather. Visit MFJEnterprises.com, flip through. Better yet, get yourself a catalog and flip through. I love that. But look up the MFJ 1886 and you decide. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. I'm sorry to have to report that our brother Wes... Whiskey Lima 7 Foxtrot is now a silent key. I've been thinking to myself how I want to do this. We talked about it on the Facebook group. I know that many of you do not do social media. Some of you have actually come around to doing it. A Facebook group specifically. But we made the announcement. I woke up. It was probably Wednesday. This time last week, I was off. My first day off of the Thanksgiving break. And Tracy... Wes's significant other up there in Alaska sent me a message asking uh, for the interview I did with Wes for his Skinny Dicks radio club there in Alaska. And it said something to the effect of since Wes passed on Tuesday, and I thought, what? What? And I was in the kitchen, I was making coffee, and I was just scanning my phone and looking at my messages, and that's what it was. Wes had been killed the day before, 
as he was doing some snow removal or you know from his driveway there on the main road and a tourist had come through and collided with Wes uh, and he killed Wes and I was stunned because I didn't know Wes all that well but I did know Wes and I was like you know it's just crazy and and the next thing I did was I went and got the interview that I did with Wes and Tracy there in Alaska. And I knew him because a friend of his who's in our group, Amos, he's Kilo Tango 7 Whiskey Whiskey. He said, look, if you want to know about propagation and how that works, you know, up there in like Alaska and all that stuff, you need to talk to this guy, Wes. I was like, all right. And I did. And so that interview can be found on episode 102. And I just want to pass on, in this sense, my deepest condolences to Tracy and his family. On behalf of the 100 Watson Wire community, Wes served for 20 years in the U.S. Army. He was always kind to me. He made sure I knew when Tracy was working. Tracy's a newer ham. And he was elmering her along, teaching her about propagation up there in the North Pole. You know, up there in Alaska. It's different. And he started a contest club that I think only had four people. If you listen back to the interview, it's just a couple of people and him and Tracy, and a couple of others, and I got the invitation to go up there to Kilo Lima 4, Sierra Delta, Skinny Dicks. Look for that episode. Uh, It was nice to just hear his voice again, and I totally got why Tracy wanted it. So I didn't give her the full episode, just gave her the raw interview. And he did it as he was in his truck. We were talking on a cell phone. I mean, the guy just got a cell phone. They lived off-grid. And he had been there for close to 10 years. He was one of those guys. He was a man's man living up there in the wilderness. He's the into the wild story. You remember the book? The Chris McCandless story? A much younger man goes off, and I think Sean Penn made a movie about it, and Eddie Vedder did a beautiful soundtrack, a solo album to Into the Wild. Check all that out. But Wes did it. And made it, you know, where that kid went up there and, you know, didn't have enough skills to make it. Wes made it. He built a huge radio tower for himself. Worked DX, lived up there off the grid in Alaska. Think about it. I was was just like in awe by the guy because it's a completely different thing. Anyway, we say goodbye to Wes way too soon. I just had a conversation with West in the beginning of October because of the 100 Watts in a Wire fallout. He was really proud of Tracy. Anytime she was on the air, he would drop me a line. There she is, and he'd post in the group. You can find him. Do a search for Wes. And he was helping people out. Uh, so bad news indeed came this time last week. And please check out episode 102. It's, uh, it's worth it. And uh, his friend Amos had recorded a couple QSOs. I'm going to play one now for you, uh, just so we can hear Wes work a little bit one more time. Hear his voice here on 100 Watts and a Wire. Here is 
Whiskey Lima, 7 Foxtrot, now a silent key. Godspeed, Wes. QRZ, Whiskey Lima, 7 Fox. This is Kilo Delta 8, Zulu Kilo Echo, John, Ohio. Kilo Delta 8, Zulu again? Uh, Zulu Kilo Echo. Got it that time. It was, it was It's not hard copy, it was just I didn't catch it. Kilo Delta 8, Zulu Kilo Echo out of Ohio. Name is Wes, Whiskey Echo Sierra. And uh, outside of Fairbanks, Alaska, you're about a 5 and 555 here, QSO. Especially if you were established 
you know, had a, had a home here or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just left everything behind and uh, threw a backpack together and left. Uh, everybody was kind of shocked that I did it, but uh, hey, I, uh, I do not regret coming up here at all, ever, and I don't plan on going back down. Uh, it's a total different uh, ball game up here. Yep, yep, I can believe it. I can easily believe it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> well, and, you know, from what I can see, which, you know, I only know from what I've I'm, I've learned from having, you know, having more of an interest now, but uh, even where you're at, as compared to where my daughter and family is, it's quite different between those two places from what I can understand. Is that correct? Oh, QSL, yeah, it's it's night and day difference. Uh, we get warmer in the summer and colder in the winter by far. And uh, snow-wise, we don't get as much, but it stays. Uh, we might have four feet on the ground at the end of the year, but that's snow that has started usually in October. This year, it's not much. Normally, our snow starts in October, and it doesn't go away until... Uh, April first part of May. Yep, yep, I, I can I can understand it. Now where where they're at, it seems like they actually for a couple of years they lived out on Sand Point out in one of the islands on the Aleutian Islands there. But uh, when they were out there, I bet I would have expected ugly. But but uh, they said it, it never got really warm, but it never got really cold, and they didn't hardly get any snow. It was just just ugly weather all the time, <laughs> summer and winter. Oh, QSL, yeah, down there in that area, 45, 50, you know, it'll get down to 30 degrees, but uh, it doesn't stay there, and they don't have to worry so much about uh, everything freezing. It's because the ocean keeps them warm. Yep, pretty amazing. I, I was, when I first learned about that, I, I was surprised, to say the least. But, uh, hey, you know, I, I could probably chat about Michigan and Alaska both for too long, but... I bet somebody else probably wants to holler at you, and they're probably, you know, desperate as I was, I'll bet you. Yeah, we can check on that. Uh, no, one of the things that will probably shock you is I live 30 miles outside of Fairbanks. So let's say it's uh, 20 below here. I can drive into Fairbanks 30 miles away, and it's 60 below. So that kind of gives you some idea also. Uh, I'll treat you in, we'll, uh, 
Sunday. Roger, Roger. Seven threes. I'll be back on later. I'm just going to go over there and throw some wood in the fire and uh, grab some wood for the stack here. I've, I'm running two different places, so they're uh, about uh, 300 yards apart, but uh, it's kind of treacherous right now walking between the two. I'll be back later. Seven three. Seven three, sir. Join the 100 Watts in a Wire community. Visit 100wattsinawire.com.